When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. All right, episode two, First and Pod. You give us your time. We give you the NFL, Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. The AFC is in the books. This is an NFC breakdown. Pony, you up for it? I am. This should be your conference. You cover the Bears. You're out of Chicago. So you should be able to debate me under the table on every single one. of. You should win 16 debates over the next half hour or so. Do you feel like you won 16 debates on the AFC pod? No, I didn't. (laughs) Right. I did not. Exactly. Well, this is the worst conference, but it does have uh, the defending champs. We will do this in order of... They're Super Bowl odds, favorites to long shots, just like we did for the AFC edition. And if you wouldn't mind, if you're checking it out, first of all, we really appreciate you. But uh, subscribe, rate, review, send it to a friend. This is free entertainment. You'd be doing us a huge favor. But if you like if you like us, if you're like, hey, I want to check out a quick pod that every week is going to be on Friday morning, Monday morning, after the Thursday night game, looking ahead to the week, and then recapping the week that was in the NFL this is the podcast for you. Let yeah. your NFL crazy fans know about it. Yeah, and do something on social media with it. Yeah. You know, make a TikTok dance about that it. That would be great. That would be great. Maybe, maybe like a puppy or a kitten or a, or a I'm child. not a cat person. I'm allergic to cats. You? Yeah, me, me, me as well. But they're cute, and they do numbers on the internet. So. How about I the hairless know. cats? Yeah, Dr. Evil style. It's the <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get into it. It's unbelievable to me, not that they don't deserve to be, but it's crazy that 45-year-old Tom Brady and the Bucs are once again the favorites here in the NFC, but there's drama here. He missed camp for 11 days. You worried about Brady? Uh, Kind of. If I have to pick one, yes or no, I'm going to start with yes, Uh, because this is so, uh, is it antithetical? How do you say that word? Antithetical. I say that? Antithetical. It's so antithetical to Brady. Right. His behavior is just so out of character for what this guy is all about. He's, you know, he's eat, drinks, breathes, sleeps, football, all of those things. He leaves for 11 days. Is it a reality show? Is it tabloid crap? Like what's going on in his personal life with Giselle? Either way, it just, you, you combine it, Danny, with the Dolphins rumors in the offseason. Uh, he just, for once in his life, it seems like he's not completely committed to football. And I've always believed that what gave Brady the leg up over everybody else is that he cared about it more. And now I'm, for the first time ever, having questions or doubts about whether he truly feels that way about football. Yeah, I think that all of that is fair. I've also been betting against Brady now for like five years. and he Very dumb. Through, yeah, very dumb. And he and very costly, and he keeps proving me wrong. Eventually, 
right? The old father time is undefeated thing. Like eventually he'll lose it. I don't think he's lost it physically. Like you're saying, he might have lost his edge a little bit mentally, but they're the oldest roster in the NFL. And they've got serious question marks on their offensive line. One Big time. Through, one through five with injury. Like, it's like, what's the one thing if you were going to say, I got a 45-year-old statue of a quarterback I need to have solidified? Like, I love their secondary. I, I, lo- I love their receivers. It's a good team. I think their defense is going to be nasty again. But if your offensive line stinks in front of a 45-year-old, I'm worried about his physical health over 17 games as much as his mental health. So no, I, I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they'll be the favorites once we get to the halfway point of the season. I don't. I still think they'll make the playoffs. I still think they'll win double digit games, but I think that the Buccaneers will look more like the teams uh, that Brady was a part of late in new England, where the defense is great. I think I'm not a bulls head coach guy, but he's a really good defensive coach. Uh, Vita Vey is there. You mentioned Winfield kind of and the two linebackers, David and and White. So I think that they'll – I think they'll be a top five defense. And then Brady, instead of having to score 30 points a game, I think he's got to score like 25. And that and that's how you – in that division, that's how you win 11 or 12 games. But, no, I, is, is he going to throw 43 touchdown passes again? My blunt answer to that is absolutely not. He, he yeah, won't. Yeah, and, and I just – I think there's way more room on the downside than the upside. You know, I, I, I'd i be very, very surprised if they were the one seed again. But him getting sacked four or five times a game, getting injured even, taking a little time off in season. Like, I, I think that there is like a 10 or 20% delta for a disaster season for Tampa. And I don't think they're close to like a 10 or 20% Super Bowl team. Do so, you think Do you think the the audience for this podcast, do you think we have people that get delta? Do you think that we need to define Delta? Are we going for a show where the Delta knowledge is already there? What do you think? It's a, I'm it's hoping a sm- we're a Delta show. I'd like to be a Delta show. I'd like to be a Delta show. It's, <laughs> it's a smug trading term. It's a it's a smug way to talk percent chance uh, of upside and downside. Just let's put it this way. I yeah, Call it percent. <laughs> a, a 10 or 20% chance of a disaster season, and I certainly don't think it's a 20% chance of a Super Bowl season. All right, so the next team – you can kind of talk the same in the same same way, same terms about that's Green Bay. So, what are the Packers without Devontae Adams and Danny Parkins' opinion? I think they are still a great team because Aaron Rodgers is a superhero. I mean, back to back league MVP. I fully expect Alan Lazard or one of the rookie wide receivers to have 1,200 receiving yards. Like that, to me, that is a will the Packers have a 1,200 yard receiver? My answer is yes. Like, is I, it I, Romeo Dobbs? Every fantasy nerd is telling me Romeo Dobbs. Right. Romeo oh, Dobbs. Yeah. Watson, the other kid. Yeah. I, whoever it is, someone's going to be great. But then also, I love LaFleur. I love Dylan and Jones as a running back tandem. And man, their defense is great. They were the ninth-ranked defense in the NFL last year, and Jair Alexander, arguably the best cornerback in football, played in four games. And Zadarius Smith was hurt. Like, and I know, I know Smith's gone, but he's in Minnesota now. Yep. Yeah, but Kenny Clark, 
Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, Demondre Campbell, Jair Alexander, the other Smith, like they, <laughs> they are a right because it was Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith. Yeah. I always forget which one's there, which one's gone. But like they, their their defense is great. They still have Rodgers, and they still have the NFC North. Like they they Rodgers owns the other three teams in the division. Man, they have the cleanest path to the playoffs, and then therefore. 13 wins and therefore a one seed yet again, even without Devante. So I wouldn't sell a share of Packer stock. I would. I don't think LaFleur, they won't win 13 games again. I think if they get in, and I expect they will make the playoffs, but I think it'll be a different type of team. I don't think Rodgers is the MVP again. I do think that you ding him a little bit for Adams. You don't ding him enough where you think that the wide receiver made the quarterback. That'd be preposterous because Rodgers was an all pro before Adams got there. Um, I like that they hired a competent special teams coach. In fact, they got the best one. Yeah. The Raiders fired, I think Basaccia was the first coach to like be an interim coach and make the playoffs since like the 60s or something ridiculous like that. There's some bizarre stat on that. Um, And we know that they lost the game because of special teams. And Rodgers was just weird in that game, man. That was just such a – he didn't look like he wanted to be out there in that snow game. So – uh, I, like you, still think they're good enough to make the playoffs, but I don't think they're as good as last year's team, which gets uh, which gets me to the Rams, Danny. And I would put the Rams, I would put the Rams ahead of both of the teams we've started this uh, this show with. I'm I, I don't know why they're not getting the Super Bowl champion benefit of the doubt the way most teams are viewed by odds makers going into a season. They should not be behind Tampa Bay and Green Bay. You agree? I don't. I, I I think I think Green Bay is the class of the NFC, and I think they've had weird playoff things happen to them the last couple of years. You mentioned the what how Rodgers looked against the Niners, and then in the COVID year where they hosted the NFC Championship game against Tampa, but no one was at Lambeau. So like Lambeau Field in January was a neutral field. It was that you know what I mean. I, I think they've had some bad playoff luck, but I I think especially with Green Bay's defense. While the coach kicking the field goal on fourth down. Was, idiotic but that wasn't luck that was just yeah stupidity yeah it was as if Mike McCarthy came back I know uh <laughs> but the no concern for you about Stafford no elbow concern like I, I love the Allen Robinson addition to go with Cooper Cup so do but, I and I and I and I love McVay and we'll talk about the Niners here in a second like I definitely think they're a cut above the rest of the NFC West um but I I got a little bit of question with the absolute top, like the, it's a top heavy roster, right? It's a very star laden roster. They've traded a ton of draft picks. It's an older star roster. Like if they have, if the wrong thing happens to Aaron Donald, who considered retirement or the wrong thing obviously happens to Stafford, who's got the elbow issue. Like, I just don't think they're that deep of a team that happened to want a Super Bowl. So I'm, I'm, well, if anything happens to Aaron Donald, of course they're effed. I mean, he's one of the greatest defensive players of all time, but he doesn't come into this season with like a nagging injury or a history of injury. I think the Stafford thing, you know, it, it just, it's so strange to me that McVay volunteered that information a month ago. I don't know why he did that. Yeah. If the guy was going to be at 100% and he wasn't going to miss time, practice time, or regular season time, why did he say that? I'm still confounded by that. And now I guess he's saying all systems go. So what's the truth? What he said a month ago or what he's saying now? Probably what he said a month ago. 
Right, exactly. That that's my thing. It, pr- probably what he said a month ago, and that that's why there's something there. Though I will say, I think Allen Robinson's the perfect guy to add because there's no. And they're chance. keeping a locker for Beckham. They kept they I kept know. this name on a locker, dude. They think they're going to get him back at like the halfway point of the season. They probably will. It's 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 terrifying. So the only team that I see anyway in the NFC West that has a claim to be competitive with them is the Niners. Their defense is awesome, but are you buying Trey Lance? Uh yes, I am. Wow. This is another this is another guy where the pony pendulum is has swung back and forth about a hundred times on this guy. Uh in a weird way, I've convinced myself that keeping Garoppolo is a good thing for him. That it's like a motivational thing that now he knows this guy that's taken them to the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship is behind him. And it's like a little, like uh, the thing that the prod that they have in Yellowstone that they brand people with, you know, that stoker I'm talking about. It's like right on his ass. You've you've done enough with context clues to make me understand (laughs) what you're talking about. Yes. But I've never seen Yellowstone, but I do know. What are you doing? Come on, Danny. You're a a fan of uh, top tier television. That's one of the best things going. I, wa- I watched episode one, season one, and, and didn't get hooked. It's great. So that's your standard? If you don't enjoy the first episode, you don't get give? No, no. I, there's, there's so much stuff to watch right now. I watched the first episode. It didn't hook me. I, I, everyone has their blind spot. Like, like, listen, I didn't watch Mad Men because I watched season one of Mad Men, and I was like, this is about advertising. I don't care. But I've seen Another blind spot by you. I've seen The Wire a hundred times, The Sopranos, Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad. I'll go deep with you on good drama, but if you tell me Yellowstone deserves my watch, I'll, I'll watch it for the the branding of the horse. I so mean, I, I think I'm a Shanahan stan. I guess is at the end of the day, they led the NFL. In, they led the NFL in yards per play last year. He's just like his dad. They bring in a six round draft pick running back. He's fantastic. Mostert killed the Packers in the NFC Championship game. Trent Williams is still at left tackle. They got the Debo Samuel thing figured out. You know, they were horribly injured on defense last year. I just, I've come around to the idea that if Shanahan says it was worth trading the draft picks for Lance, and I think he's an upgrade to Garoppolo because he gives me the mobility factor, I'm going to trust him on it. So I think they'll make the playoffs, and I think they are a fringe, and I think they are a fringe Super Bowl contender. I think their defense might be the best in the NFL. Like if they if they Could stay they? Health, if they stay healthy and reports out of training camp are that Javon Kinlaw is finally living up to how he was drafted, like you add another beast to that front seven, that feels unfair. So I I, I think they might be the best defense in the NFL, and I'm with you on Shanahan and the play calling and the run game and all of it, but. But of the teams we talked about, let me just say this one last thing: comparing the 49ers to the Rams and the in the top tier. The Rams suffered the least amount of turnover or at least had the least controversial or upset the apple car offseason. That's why I think they're the safest bet among the teams. If you believe in the coach and you think the Stafford thing is not going to crush a season, then I think they're the safest bet among the teams. Their, their floor is the highest among the four, in my opinion. See, because I, they didn't lose Devontae Adams, Danny. Yeah, but they have a tougher path, Pony. Because the, the Rams have the Niners. What what do the Packers yeah. have? The Vikings? Well, maybe. We could talk about them in a little bit. They're an well, interesting well, team. They, they are an interesting team, but 
the Packers have the cleanest path to double-digit wins and a, and and the one seed. It's the cleanest path because they should go five and one in their division. You know, so like that to me, when you have the best player and you have the weakest division, that's just a team that I wanna I wanna be buyers on for for Super Bowl odds. But just to wrap up how I feel about the Niners, it's just a small pick, the Trey Lance thing. Just these guys, all these dudes are on the board, and I'm gonna take whether you love Justin Fields or not. But like back to back Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year, nope. I'm taking the dude from the FBS school because I'm Kyle Shanahan. It's a smug pick. It's fascinating, but keeping Jimmy G, you're like, I think it's a motivating factor. It might be an insurance policy. Like, we can go to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. This guy over here might see Well, do you think it also might mean that because the way they're going to ask him to play, they think he could get hurt or miss yeah, a few games? Yeah, but they clearly tried to trade him and, right. then, and then didn't. So, well, because no one wanted that contract. Probably, probably. But it's possible that Trey Lance isn't as good as they thought he was, or at least he's not as good as they thought he was going to be right now. Speaking of uh, a team that has a ton of hype and, yep. a mobile, and a mobile quarterback, okay? Are you in on the Eagles? I know you don't like them, but are you in on the Eagles hype this year? Okay, so this is another one of these situations where I go into something with my Andrew Filipponi just blinders on in a vacuum take on a team. And I'm like, I just don't believe in Jalen Hurts. I just right. don't see him as ever becoming a top tier quarterback. And then all these smart football people start polluting me. <laughs> and I just get beaten down by it. And I just eventually say, I give up. And they're another one of those teams for me. Like, I just had too many people who I trust say, they are going to be the best team at the line of scrimmage in the entire NFL, and it's not even close. Right. So to go back to what you said about Green Bay, I look at Philly's division, and I think if you're telling me that they have the best offensive line in the NFL and they add Jordan Davis to the best defensive line in the NFL, I think they're going to win nine or ten games in the NFC East, no problem with that formula. So I same thing on Jalen Hurts. Like Coming out of Bama, I was like, not a pro. <laughs> I just, I was just, I was like, I can't, but the only reason this guy's getting a shot is because he won big games at Alabama with yep. seven other NFL players on his office. Also got right? benched in one of those big games too. Right. Exactly. So like I was very anti Jalen Hurts, but then same thing. You listen to people, you read about it. You're like, okay, one of the youngest rosters in the NFL, but who are their veterans? Lane Johnson. Jason Kelsey, Darius Slay, like some of the most respected people in the NFL. They're like, oh, who'd they add? A.J. Brown. Oh, well, A.J. Brown's awesome. And now I'm like, is Jalen Hurts going to throw for 4,000 and rush for 1,000? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is, is that all of a sudden on the table? Uh, well, I also, I also think that because Sirianni switched in the middle of last year, he tried to throw the ball with Hurts. It didn't work. Then they went super run heavy against a bad schedule and they made the playoffs. So yeah, he actually six and one, six and one he, down the stretch. Yeah. And it was kind of like your bears team the year before where they feasted on cupcakes and made the playoffs yeah. that way. But that being said, the coach showed an ability to me to adapt just like John Harbaugh did when he went with Lamar Jackson. So I am not doubting. I think there's a, I'm not saying what you say, Delta, maybe the Delta here's like 40% tops. I think with AJ Brown, 
they might get to a point where they go to Minshew this year if Hurts can't throw the ball the way that they want him to. That's that's my prediction. I think that could happen. I think that's in play. Yeah, well, so it's it's a fascinating team because the roster's awesome and they're clearly making all-in moves for this year. But I agree, Hurts is still a wild card. In the division, right? Yep. <laughs> who's I know the where you're going with this. Well, who's the best quarterback? The guy in Dallas. Okay. Okay. Yep. I th- you disagree? I think, I, no, I think so. But people are talking about Jalen Hurts. Like he's yeah. going to blow by Dak. D- Dak's never put up numbers that people are talking about Jalen putting up this year. Do you think the so, Eagles win? Uh, do you think the Cowboys win a playoff game this year? No. No. They went from the best offensive line in the NFL and the most invested in offensive line in the NFL to definitely a bottom 10 offensive line and maybe bottom three. Like they're, they're, the Bears did last year what the Cowboys are doing this year with Jason Peters. When the Bears. I don't mind that move. Peters was like the Bears' best offensive lineman last year. I know. I actually like that move by them. <laughs> yeah. But, but just for context, when the Bears did it, he took the call literally when he was fly fishing and then got interviewed on the NFL network. And the guy was like, I think there's a lot of football left in the tank for Jason Peters. And he's like, I don't know about a lot. And that was before <laughs> last year. So yeah. like, he's going to replace Tyron Smith. Okay. Good luck. No, no, they're not winning a playoff game. Well, I saw Whitworth do it in LA. So I think that Peters actually is an upgrade, but not enough. They're, they're paying the second best running back on the roster, $18 million. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, exactly. I mean, that to me is the Cowboys in a nutshell and their coach is boob. I mean, you've got a major disadvantage with McCarthy who got carried to a Super Bowl and has, I think, proven to be a liability year after year there. Um, I think you're right. You're dead on about their offensive line overall. And yeah, I mean, Dak's going to throw for a lot of yards, but I think their defense is subpar. I think this is going to be a weird season. This is my prediction on Dallas, Danny. I think they'll beat Tampa in week one. And I think there'll be a massive overreaction to how great they are. And then they'll go eight and nine. They'll win seven games the rest of the year. That'd be pretty shocking if in Tampa week one. I think that, uh, I think weird things happen in week one. I know, but I think, but it's a match game, man. Bucks D line and pass rush against that Cowboys offensive line. Okay. That's, that's a pretty awful X's and O's matchup. Uh, yeah, and then the la- and then the last thing on Dallas. Well, it might be an Aaron, it might be an Aaron Rodgers situation with Brady, where the first week, like last year, when Maybe. he threw five picks on Percocet or whatever was going on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then the other thing is Diggs, that guy, the Easter famine. Adam. Yeah, it's, but like that's just not replicable. Who do, you know what I mean? Like, that, yeah. Is there is there a more is there a candidate more primed for regression? in the entire league than him. Like Micah Parsons looks like Lawrence Taylor. Like that guy's amazing. But D- Diggs is out two and a half picks. I'll take the under. I'll take the under. Uh, Arizona. Kyler Murray had that clause put in his contract. Then it got taken out. Then he was calling plays uh, as the offensive coordinator in the preseason. What a bizarre situation. Uh, second highest paid quarterback the in the story? NFL now. What happened? No, I, I, I'm not. So, so Kyler Murray is like a addicted to video games. You have to look this up. 
his headset. What kind of video here? games? Like the ones that you play on Halo, so like, Call of Duty, that kind of bullshit. I think so. I think so. Yeah, Call of Duty. Exactly. Okay. There's like a Reddit thread that tracks the number of hours that uh, an account believed to be Kyler Murray's plays, and they trended it to performances, and his stats dropped when the new Call of Duty came out. Like, <laughs> like, like uh, seriously, man. Like, he, the Cardinals put that clause in. It was crazy disrespectful. They took it out. But his agent and the team put it in. The internet thinks he's addicted to video games. And then he's on the spine in the preseason wearing a gaming headset. And listen, I think Kyler Murray is good, but he's not great. He's never had 4,000 yards. He's had double-digit interceptions every year he's been in the league. So, like, he's he's good, but don't love the coach, don't love the size, and now don't love these weird Call of Duty questions. No. Uh, Reddit, Reddit, is, Reddit is right a lot. That's If yes. someone's going to take something from this podcast episode, you can trust Reddit. Uh, it's it's kind of turning in. great conspiracy theory. I like, agree. As far as sports conspiracy, like, the internet saying that Kyler uh, Kyler Murray plays too many video games. Yeah, he's twenty five. That's in play. Uh, like it's I, in play I, that he loves video games. I think that Arizona is they benefit immensely from the fact that really no one there gives a damn, and that pretty much everyone there is either a Cowboys fan or just has a team that they grew up with and then they moved there. Because I don't think Kime would be their GM anymore, given some of his off-the-field crap, too. He would have been blown out of there. Uh, I think Kingsbury would be on a major hot seat, even though they made the playoffs last year. They were so bad in that game. And, Danny, their defense might be the worst in the NFL. I mean, the thing about Arizona that no one has paid attention to, because so much attention has been on Murray and then the Hollywood Brown trade and the Hopkins suspension, is that after J.J. Watt and Baker... Like, they're corners no one's ever heard of. They traded Chandler Jones. You said they're in the wrong division. I mean, they might give up 35 points a game. They're, yeah. they're going to stink. They're going to lose double-digit games. Simmons, I do think Isaiah Simmons is going to be very good. Um, okay. But, but yeah, but, 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 he's, but he would definitely be the type of player that would benefit from a real strong defensive line. And he, he doesn't – like, he, he's the guy who you want to have roaming and sideline, sometimes drop back, sometimes roast the pasture. Like, I, I think he will be very good, but you're right. It's not a great spot uh, for him. Spencer, our producer, by the way, we need to just mark this and remember this because this is the type of thing that because of uh, recreational choices I've made in my life that I will never remember. So, Spencer, first uh, on-air assignment for you. The newest Call of Duty comes out. Week eight, October twenty eighth, pony. Spencer, can you look up who the Cardinals have? Yeah, we're gonna fade him. <laughs> we have. We need to make a large wager against yep. Kyler Murray the week of the new Call of Duty game. So, sir, if you could look that up, that would be uh, very helpful. Another team in the NFC, pony. Uh, this one, I think it'll be. I, I would be surprised if we were aligned. On this, but uh, it's the Vikings, by the way. Viking. Oh, yeah, we're, we'll definitely be on the Vikings uh, against Kyler Murray when the new Call of Duty game comes out. No question there. Uh, Saints are next as we're going through every NFC team in descending order uh, for their Super Bowl odds. Obviously, massive story losing Sean Payton. How big of a deal is it? Huge. They're honestly one of my favorite teams in the entire league. They're also, I think, the most volatile team in the entire league. Like 
I can squint and see a great team because Michael Thomas could come back. Kamara's not going to get suspended. Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. I mean, they could have, we're talking about since these three receivers, it's not out of the question that if everybody's healthy in New Orleans, you put their three wide receivers up against any set of receivers in the entire league. And then Kamara catching balls out of the backfield. Um, but they lost Armstead on the line to Miami. Uh, Jameis can't move and he's coming off a torn ACL. The offensive coordinator has been there for about a million years, but he's never called the damn play. So we don't know what the hell he is. They bring in Honey Badger. They've got Cam Jordan. So they've got names on defense. Dennis Allen's first stint as a head coach was a disaster. But then again, one of those years, Danny had Terrell Pryor as his quarterback. So they're, they're really tough for me. They're really hard for me to figure out. And I think I'm, I believe in, in Peyton. Peyton would have taken those parts on offense and made it into a top 10 offense. I don't trust this Pete Carmichael's or whatever the hell his name is. So I'm going to take the Saints to miss the playoffs. So they will miss Peyton. Yes. Wow. Okay. Um, I felt like I was agreeing with everything that you said, and you were taking a lot of how I feel about this team. But their coaching is just, to me, a complete unknown. And I don't know how Winston's going to do with this ACL recovery, Danny. I I mean, I don't know how – I don't know anything about how Jameis is going to do. He could throw 50 touchdowns or he could throw 30 picks again. Like, you talk about volatility. But they're so fun. They're such a fun team. I mean, could you think of a better fit for Chris Olave? Jameis just wants to chuck the ball down the field. I know, dude. It's going to be just like Ohio. Like, I I, like Chris Olave. I'm going to be on every over prop for him early. Like, I I think that he is like the exact type of receiver who comes into the NFL and is, you know, rookie receivers are really good now. I think he is the exact type of receiver who could be awesome if Jameis isn't terrible, if they're smart to feed him. You know, there's a bunch of questions. You're right. But I think they're a dark horse. I think they are a dark horse team, but I I don't know about the coaching. I bet him plus 350 to win the division because if you think that Tampa has a serious offensive line and potentially Tom Brady problem, yeah, like the Saints defense, you mentioned the additions and you know, and, and Jordan and Honey I mean, Marcus Davenport, Marshawn, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Mario Davis, their defense is good. That is a that is a legitimate. Pro Bowl caliber player at all three levels of their defense. But I trusted the whole point of me loving Jameis there was that I thought Sean Payton was going to reel him in and get him to play the position properly. And I don't have no idea with this clown if he's going to be able to do that. And it might be what Tampa was before Tom Brady got there. That's what I'm worried about, Danny. It's it's fair. But to me, there's enough upside with them, enough downside potential with Tampa – and the other two teams in the division are awful, that yep. plus 350 to win that division feels like a very live bet to me, personally. Well, um, that gets me to the next team because I'm going to probably make the argument for them and you're going to have to you know, talk me off of them, and that's Minnesota. Because Mike Zimmer wanted to fight Kirk Cousins, and I think if they had actually thrown down after that game, I'm betting Zimmer beats his ass. Zimmer has enough of that like 55-year-old, like, let's go. To him, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just... Of course, yeah, old, old man strength, the willingness to engage, the Neanderthal he, gene. He just, puts a dip in and he swallows the juice. He doesn't <laughs> spit it out. I mean, that's a scary yeah. thing, too. Yeah. So, so he's gone, and you bring O'Connell in from L.A., 
dude, not only do you have the receivers there, I'd even throw Osborne in there. You've got Madison with Cook as running backs. Every single one of their offensive linemen are first or second round picks. And like the idea that Zimmer was this defensive coach and they're going to miss him, their defense sucked last year. So I, I don't know. Like I'm your argument for how you think New Orleans can can close that gap against Tampa with better coaching. I think Minnesota can do that with Green Bay. Okay, so I like the roster. I like the system changes that they're talking about offensively. Like I'm a big believer in Justin Jefferson. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Right? I mean, he's unbelievable. Like and. For fantasy, people are talking about like, could he be drafted in front of Cooper Cup? Is he a top five pick? Like, I I didn't do that. I still pick Cup. I still picked Cup. Yeah, totally reasonable. But like, it would not surprise me if Justin Jefferson set the single season receiving yards record this year. Yeah, like that. That extra game. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Extra game. Great skill set. Two hundred targets. Like you know, it it that that feels very live. Uh, for for prop betting purposes, fantasy purposes, whatever. But here's how I'm playing Minnesota this year. If you like them, don't bet them now. They open Green Bay at home, then in Philly, home against Detroit, in New Orleans. So one and three, you're thinking. One and three. Then Bears, Dolphins, Cardinals, Washington as a four-game stretch. So bet them to make the playoffs after they start one and three. I like that. That's 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 the thought. Th- thought is they start one and three, rattle off four straight, are all of a sudden five and three, and comfortably in the NFC playoff picture, and have a massive I, game against. I, I, I think I think this is Kirk Cousins' Waterloo. If he's actually yeah. going to convince people that he's better than just an average quarterback who puts up big numbers, he's got everything around him now to be successful. There are no excuses, and so Correct. I think he'll barely pass that test. I think they'll make the playoffs and win a playoff game. Okay. I I I'm I'm not ready for it week 1 with the system change. So I'm going to you know if they beat Green Bay, my value's gone obviously week 1, but I'm assume I'm assuming lose to Green Bay and 2 and 2 at best, 1 and 3 and then I'll yep. get in there with you. All right, let's keep it moving here cuz now we're into some truly maybe you'll see some redeeming qualities in these teams, but this is like my fault line uh in the mm-hmm. NFC. The Commanders Carson Wentz, is this guy the starter for 17 games or does he get benched? No, he'll he'll be their starter. And this is this is where I have to remind people that I don't smoke pot anymore or do anything hallucinogenic anymore. Yeah, you're like no fun anymore. I really don't know why. Anymore. I get too no, paranoid. I know. That's what I'm saying. Anymore. You used to be great. We'll tell the story of you ruining the Sopranos <laughs> finale high one time. We'll tell that so, I think Washington, every year there's a team that is objectively bad that makes the playoffs. I think Washington is that team this year. No. I think Washington – yeah, hold on, hold on. They're not. Hold on. I think Washington is the team where that first playoff weekend winds down and everyone's saying, see, this is why the six teams in each conference was the way to go and we invite that extra team. Danny – the schedule for them I know. I've is seen it. unreal, dude. I've seen and, it. and I talked to the head odds maker at FanDuel, and he's like, I had we we f- almost came to blows <laughs> setting their win total because 
their analytics team, their numbers team is like, we have to put that number at seven and a half or eight because it's the like it's the easiest schedule in the league. And what, so if what is if you good think, on the field? Well, he, okay, so uh, thank you. I was going to get to that. Okay. If their defense is what you think it was two years ago when they made the playoffs with Heineke, with that defensive line of all studs, Chase last Young's year. Hurt. Well, uh, is he hurt now? Yes, I believe so. Yes. Didn't so Chase, Chase, Young- Chase Young's going to play football this year. Chase, okay. it, I, they made a, they made the playoffs, albeit with a losing record, because. They had a they had an imposing defensive front. They are a defensive first team. They had the worst third down defense in like the history of football last year. It was a complete outlier. That's not going to happen again. Mid season, mid season, Chase Young coming off ACL is okay. Uh, okay, good. Okay, okay. All right. They, and Carson Wentz, I like. I awful. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. Uh, but it's weird because. Again, the numbers people, his QBR was great last year. I, it's My eyes tell me he sucks. My eyes tell me they missed the playoffs because of him. The way he blew the Raiders game, the Titans game at home, the Jacksonville game for sure, and the Colts no quarterbacks and they got rid of him after one year and Reich loved the guy, the guy like a son. Correct. But, Correct. but uh, objectively, he will be an upgrade over what Washington had at quarterback last year. For as long as he stays upright, and then we get Taylor Heineke, and yeah, okay. I I love Terry McLaurin. Antonio Gibson is fine. I know the argument about the defensive lineman, Montez Sweat, all of those. I get it, but I I think they get shredded this year. I think I think they're going to be, and, and I love Chico Rivera, but I so I think that they're going to be like proud and disciplined. But like, doesn't sound like you do. It sounds like you think <laughs> he's an idiot. I love I love him as a guy. All right, your team. Do you do you by the way still have any fandom left for for, for the, the Giants? Football? Yeah, for the New York Football Giants. I mean, they've beat it all out of me by winning. I think it's what twenty two wins in the last five years. Yeah, but two Super Bowls this century. I mean, I wouldn't right. Really, I wouldn't really a couple of years ago when Colt McCoy went to Seattle and beat the Seahawks, and it looked like they were going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it came back a little bit, and so now like, it's right. dormant. So it's they, dormant if they again. Four and, if they started four and one this year. You would be excited, yes, but it's not happening. I mean, you're, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking right. about the ultimate. I fans. mean, I'm also hoping for Margot Robbie to walk through that door that's on the other side of this camera, and that's not happening. So, yeah, and then for your wife to walk in right behind her and say, "I invited her here to join." Us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I know the fantasy. Okay, we all have the same. We all have the same. <laughs> but do you think does Brian Dable salvage something in Danny Dimes? Yeah. No, no, and here's why. I think I've never seen this before, by the way. Gettleman was so bad as a general manager that he put a team with a quarterback on a rookie contract in Cap Hell. <laughs> yeah, it's tough they to couldn't do. do they couldn't do anything other than draft players and hope for internal improvements from from disappointments on their roster this offseason. And what Jones happened to Kenny Galladay? What happened? I was like, well, that's, I'll tell you totally, what it, that's a totally reasonable contract to give that guy with that production in Detroit, right? 472 was what Mini he got. Tron. Yep. Uh, well, here's what I didn't like about it is that the guy basically, 
from what I was told in Detroit that last year, this would have been a dead, this would have been a non-starter for me. Apparently he, you know, checked himself out of games or like protected himself that last year to go into free agency. He played like five games and it wasn't like he had a serious injury. He didn't tear his ACL like Chase Young or something like that. It was like, ah, you know, my hamstring doesn't feel good. He's just trying to get to the free agency finish line. And you watch him play. He looks like he he dogged it. He dogged it this last year in Detroit and still got rewarded for it. No, a rookie coach. Uh, I think that Barkley has to be better than he was the last couple of years there. But I still don't think it's enough to salvage Jones. Yeah, there's. It was the right type of hire. Like I I I think that it could easily be the right hire and the wrong quarterback and. I just don't see a scenario where he's good enough this year, this far into the rookie deal that they don't invest heavily in the offseason, most likely in the draft, if not another way in moving on from him next year. I think I think he is dead man walking yep. this year. But this next team might have one of the most like drama-filled quarterback storylines, but for very little reason as far as I sit. Baker Mayfield, your guy. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. lands in Carolina. What do you think the reputation is by the end of the NFL? Like, is the, does the NFL say at the end of the year, Baker Mayfield starting NFL quarterback? No, but I'm rooting for him. Yeah, I'm actually rooting for him there because of the way things unfolded in Cleveland, and I want the Browns to look as bad as humanly possible. And Baker getting them to the playoffs would do that. I mean, it's it's clear to me that the Panthers had the worst quarterback situation in the entire league last year. Would you agree? You play Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, and Cam Newton. I mean, that's just as bad as it gets. Impossible. Yeah. Right. So I actually think they're a poor man's version of New Orleans for me. Is that I don't think it'll work because I don't know what the hell rule is. And they hired McAdoo to be their offensive coordinator. Matt Matt Rule's the worst coach in the NFL. Other than Lovey. If you, but if and you put a good, no, I'm sorry, that's disrespectful to Lovey. Like that, yeah. He, Matt rules if, the worst coach in the NFL. If you put a good coach there, he could get that team in the NFC to the playoffs. I believe that. I I agree, but he's not a good coach. He has no idea right. what he's doing. He has absolutely no idea. That was one of the most asinine hires of all time. What they gave him a what a seven year deal out of Baylor with no representative NFL coaching experience. Like well, that. he was like an assistant in New York with Coughlin. He's from that old like coaching I know, I know, tree. I know, but like not, 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 a, he was not a position of power in the NFL recently. It was off of Baylor pedigree. I know he had been an assistant in the NFL. Correct. Like, he seems to be suggesting that he has no idea. They say he wants to run the ball 40 times a game. No one does that. He's talking about an era of football that doesn't exist, but like, well, they should try to get McCaffrey the ball as much as possible. It's the only thing that would save Baker. Like, D, like DJ Moore and McCaffrey is the foundation of a perfectly fine offense. I just don't think that Matt Rule has any ability to bring it out. And I agree. Baker went from uh, really fun, if not polarizing, in college to to insufferable in the NFL with the Browns. Completely insufferable and overexposed, and like in all of our faces with having done very little to deserve it. To now, like, damn, man, you landed in. I mean, is there a worse situation in the NFL? He has some weapons, but I, I he, I have no faith whatsoever that they can turn him around. So I bet you that he signs for like 
one year three million. You know what? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna make another. I'm gonna make two bold predictions here okay. about them. I think the Browns beat the Panthers in Week One because Mayfield tries to do way too much. He turns the ball over. You know, he's treating the game like a Super Bowl, and he single-handedly blows up and loses in the game. My second prediction is Rule gets fired yeah. mid-season. McAdoo replaces him. Mm. The Panthers play better. And then Tepper's faced with the decision, does he keep him as a full-time head coach? Man, that'd be firing him, what, two years into a seven-year deal? Well, Tepper's the richest owner in the NFL. He doesn't give a shit. He'll do it. No, I mean, he can't, he can't. Obviously, he can right. afford it. Yeah, yeah, he can't. He can afford it, but but it's it's admitting a huge mistake. Like there's there's just ego involved in 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 admitting the error. I don't I don't think I think we always talk about it as like writing the check. I think it's also right. like you know ego. And, you don't want to pay somebody not to work because it makes you look bad. Yeah, and and you just believe that the guy who you chose you you hire successful people your entire life. You're a successful well, business person. Well, you mentioned you mentioned that, you know, Baker, could there be a worse situation? Yeah. How about your team in the position they've put the quarterback Justin Fields in this year? I like I like Fields. I'm on your side. I'm a Justin Fields guy, but it just feels to me like they are setting him up for a situation where he's going to become another one of these quarterbacks that we say what if with for for decades. Because he was just put in the worst like position to fail, like of all to like just in Bears history, he's gonna go down as a guy like what the f? Why didn't they do more to help this guy? Your thoughts? Okay, that is how I felt and still largely feel for this year. Okay, Matt Eberflus seems to be getting. Matt Eberflus is who the Bears hired to be their head coach. He was the defensive coordinator of the Colts. Yes. He hired Luke, he hired Luke Getze, who was like fourth in command in the Green Bay offensive universe because it was Aaron Rodgers one, Matt LaFleur two, Nathaniel Hackett three, Luke Getze four. Yep. But Luke Getze, like Nathaniel Hackett, got head coaching interviews. He also interviewed for that Denver job that went to Hackett, but ends up as the offensive coordinator play caller for the Bears. They seem to be getting players to like buy in with a new coach's bump, but put that aside for just a second. Well, this isn't remember the Titans, Danny. Okay, this is the NFL. I'm I'm aware. By the way, great movie. Best PG rated movie ever. But Darnell Mooney is good. He's one of the most underrated players in the NFL. And Justin Fields loves him. Darnell Mooney had 140 targets last year. 140. And then with his with his NFL signing check, people don't know about Darnell Mooney. They should. He was a fifth round guy out of Tulane. He bought a jugs machine. Okay, this guy is crazy obsessed. I think he's like Stephon Diggs. Like I think he is way tougher than his size. Crazy route runner. Goes over the middle. Can play inside and out. But he's just a little undersized. But worked out with Fields all off season in Georgia. Like I think Darnell Mooney is a bottom tier wide receiver one. But like I think he's going to have 1,300 receiving yards this year if healthy. So I think people are just underrating Mooney. Komet had 60 – but hold on. Komet had 60 catches 
last year, but no touchdowns. So everyone thinks he stinks. He doesn't stink. He was a young tight end who came into the league. Takes a while for that position to develop. And Montgomery and Herbert are pretty good running backs. They're not great, but they're fine. I think the situation is bad for Fields, but it's not as bad as everyone thinks. And more importantly, because of the new coach bump, they're not going to be as bad as people think. They're going to win five to seven games. They're going to be bad, but they're not going to be in a position to get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. So Fields will show enough that they're committed to him for next year. They'll have a top 10 pick, and they're set up to have $100 million in cap space in the NFL. This year's Miami Dolphins, at least in terms of acquisitions, not in terms of how they will build it, are going to be next year's Bears. They yeah. are going to have a left tackle and a proven receiver. And you know what I mean? They're, they're going to spend for fields next year. Well, they got to get out of this season with him healthy and in one piece. And he can't oh, get sacked 50 huge, times again. And Yes, huge. That is and, that is the question. Is yeah, he going and, to get killed? Is he going right. to get killed? That's and I know that I know that Eberflus has a defensive background, but just the, the whole vibe there. You let Hicks leave. You trade Mac. Smith doesn't want to be there anymore. I mean, their defense is going to get a, watered down, rebuild, dude. It's a right. rebuild. It's it. it, it You're is claiming a, all these guys off waivers. I I just they're bad. They're, they're top five in the NFL in dead cap space. They have a bad roster. It's a bad roster. But I've been surprised. I, I thought it was insane to draft Jaquan Brisker, 48th overall. When they didn't, George Pickens is on the board. Four of the next six picks were receivers: Alec Pierce, uh, Sky Moore, Tyquan Thornton. And, oh, they're going to regret that pick. They're going to regret pick, it I, with I Pickens and so more. I I think so too. I thought I thought it was insane, and I killed it at the time. But uh, I do. They they are showing like big picture confidence that I think Fields is going to be okay. I do. Did you now, watch Hard Knocks and say to yourself? Hey, I think the Lions might actually be okay. I think they might not be that bad. I said that to myself, but it had nothing to do with what I've watched zero minutes of hard knocks this year. All right. But there's something about this weirdo Dan Campbell. (laughs) Dude, he is a football coach from take. You mentioned, remember the Titans take five football movies, take the head coach. Take their most absurd Hollywood characteristic from each of the five coaches you're thinking of. Throw them into Dan into a blender, into a Vitamix, like my morning smoothie. You get Dan Campbell. He talks about eating kneecaps. He's insane. But he's a high school football coach. He's Ed Orgeron without an accent, is what he is. I mean, it's just okay. Uh, well, meat right, yeah, right. head football coach is not a Danny Parkins thing to like. You usually heavily dislike these guys i do there's something but dude i but i watch him i watch these games they play they play hard hard oh here we go they play hard all right jeff akuda is back top five pick at corner aleem mcneil d D tackle everyone says looks amazing he was on peter schrager's he was the number two player to break out this year in the entire list on the schrager list (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Peter Schrager list, all right? The <laughs> crux of your argument is Peter Schrader, Schrager's breakout <laughs> list. No, no, no. no, it was scouted. It was it was informed. He was talking about – he talked to, like, all of his insider – but whatever. Jaden <laughs> Hutchinson. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> all right, no, but how about this? Do you know what their win total is this year? Is it five and a half? It's now six and a half. Uh, I'm going under. All right, let's make you and me. Let's make a bet. Well, don't we – can I make my bet on FanDuel and you can make yours on Rivers? We'll just promise that we'll 
Or we, we could bet each other and be real human beings and not pay a vig on this bet for the first and pod show. And well, I'd like to give a little pop to the people that pay us to talk about sports betting, Danny. I mean, all right, well, I'll make it on Rivers, you make <laughs> it on FanDuel, and then on the side. I can't believe you started with this. I really like watching the guy. He's a head coach. You're not supposed to be watching the head coach. They have they have Jared Goff as their quarterback, dude. I, what is I, wrong with you? Okay, hold on. Washington, Seattle, Miami, Jacksonville. What do they have in common? They all go to Detroit this year. Two games against the Bears in Carolina. They have one of the five worst quarterbacks in the league. At the Jets, at the Giants. Did you hear that schedule? Yes, but their quarterback stinks. Yeah, they're okay. Their quarterback stinks. That's that's where I start and end the conversation about them. Their quarterback stinks. I agree. I, I, I will concede Jared Goff's not good. I'm not interested in making a pro-Jared Goff argument here. He's not good. They should move on. But we talked about the Jets in the AFC pod and being like, damn, the roster's not terrible, but yep. they have no quarterback. That's what the that's what the, the the Lions are, except I like their coach, and I think their defense is going to be pretty good. Even though their coach behaves in a way that is completely the opposite of what I usually look for. I like Brandon Staley in episode one. and episode two, my new favorite coach is Dan Campbell. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you can change multitudes, Danny. I do, I do, man. I do. Yin and yang. Absolutely. Fine dining or a hot dog. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm fine with both of them. All right. The opposite of Dan Campbell. Could not be more out on this guy. Pete Carroll, Seattle Seahawks. Is he just done being a relevant football coach? Have we seen the last of Pete Carroll? Well, you got on me for saying Belichick is senile. You're okay with saying that about Carroll at 70 years old? I I didn't mention uh, his mental capabilities. Like, as a human, he might might be able to beat me on the SAT if we took it tomorrow. I don't know. I doubt it, but I don't. I I bet he looks better with his shirt off than either one of us. A hundred percent. And he's, and he's a wackadoodle. Like I, I get why he had, the he's re- an old man version of Dan Campbell. I don't know why you don't like Pete Carroll. Then he's just a player's coach. He's a rah, rah guy. And you love that about Campbell. And apparently you don't like that about Pete Carroll. Cause he's been it's, doing it for 40 years. Yeah. The message is a little fresher with Dan Campbell. He, he can, he can relate more. Yeah. And cause I think, I think Rashad Penny, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, is a Russell Wilson short of being a pretty good offense if Russell was what everyone says he is, but you and I had questions I, about him in the AFC pod. Like, I still think there are things to like about the team. So I just don't love the coach. So t- I, I'm not, a, I, I think Pete Charles Carroll's, Cross, by the way, sorry. Yeah, I think Pete Carroll's an average coach. I don't, I don't put him in the, you know, he might have a Hall of Fame resume because of what he's won, but I don't look at right. him and think, you know, I put him in like the George Seifert club of guys that were just okay that won a championship. To me, you know, like that, what was the, who's the heavier set guy on ESPN that did the whole jazz thing that everybody, um, Windhorse. I don't oh, know why. Ryan, Ryan Windhorse. Yeah, that whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. I think Seattle is that team in the NFL. They're up to something because they have, yes, they have convinced a 70 year old coach to tank this season. They have convinced him, even though they have pieces for this year, like Jamal Adams, who they gave up first round picks for Metcalf and Lockett. They've convinced him that sacrificing this year is a good idea long-term. And so most people think, oh, that means that they're going to trade for one of the, you know, they're going to draft one of the quarterbacks next year. They're going to win like four games 
and they're going to take Stroud or Young. I think if the Lamar Jackson deal does not get done, I think Seattle is the most likely NFC team. I think Seattle and Miami are the two teams. But Miami doesn't have the picks because of what they gave up to get Tyreek Hill. So I almost think Seattle is actually the team that is the in the best situation. We know how Carroll likes to play. He likes run, running the ball and his quarterback to run. He'd build an offense like that for Lamar Jackson like that. And they could sell Jackson on the receivers there. They'd obviously pay him enough too. So that's what I think well, they're doing. Sell him on the receivers. I mean, it'd be the best receivers that he's ever played with by far. I right. mean, I, I, I mean, sell him on the receivers. Wait, Lockett and Metcalf is what a still a top 10 duo in the NFL. They're awesome. Um, it's a great place for a great quarterback. And again, I love Charles Cross, the, the left tackle. He said, everyone says he looks great uh, in camp top 10 pick. Like they have the makings of a great offense. I, so I don't, I'm not sold either that they're drafting a rookie. Although obviously Gino and Drew Locke is a special kind of pitiful. Um, the Lamar thing. I mean, I know we do a few minutes per team. It is crazy. And we talked about it a little bit. So I love the theory. The contract could blow up, but I think Baltimore wants to keep him. So I don't think they'd allow it. But I, they're between those two teams that you gave, it's much more likely Seattle. I could see them tagging him and then trading him to Seattle in a in yeah, a deal like that. They wouldn't want to trade him in the AFC because I mean, trading Lamar would right. be terrifying. Send him as far away as you can, I, I, yep. geographically and conference wise. That would be Baltimore uh, to to Seattle. All right, we got one more team in this sorry ass conference. The Atlanta Falcons. Is there anything redeeming about this football team? Yes. I think there actually is. Okay. And to me, even though I think it's fair to have them rate, I would actually put them ahead of Seattle. Okay. But the interesting thing to me is you have London who you drafted in Pitts in the last two years. You've got a 30-year-old running back who's really a kick returner. I mean, there are things about the team that just don't make sense. But they obviously believe that the quarterback has to be a runner. That's why they tr- they brought in Mariota, who was with Smith in Tennessee, and they drafted Ritter. And so I just wonder, you know, obviously Gruden liked Mariota enough last year where in his crate, I, I honestly think if he had been their coach for 17 games, he might have benched Carr for Mariota. I think he's just so weird with quarterbacks. He kind of had that in his head the entire time. I just wonder if Mariota or Ritter play well enough where Atlanta thinks they have their quarterback long-term. And that, as far as, like, like to me, that's more plausible than, like, Davis Mills in Houston or, obviously, the crap in Seattle that we just talked about or Jared Goff in Detroit or even Daniel Jones. I could actually see Carolina. Ritter or Mariota. Yes, Mayfield, exactly. I could see Mariota or Ritter actually giving them reason to think they work as a quarterback for them beyond this year. You'd have to be very, very committed to, you know, zigging while the league zags with, at this point, you know, damaged goods or, you know, it's going to be hard for me to imagine them with a top three pick and saying, we're taking a pass rusher. You know, that's that's going to be hard for me to imagine, just given, like, dollars and capital invested. Well, they won seven games last year. I, I mean, I, I know, know it looked like a fluke. Every win was by, like, single digits, so they probably should have been more like a three-win team. I think they got some blue-chip players. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like that's the thing of the NFL. Everyone's no one's that far away. If it clicks at, you know, like quarterback and coach being in harmony, except Houston, which Houston, I don't think has any blue chip players, period. Yeah. That they they are and a coach who should be in the USFL. (laughs) If not retired. Yeah. It's, uh, (laughs) No, Houston is the furthest away for sure, but have a ton of draft capital, obviously. That's the beauty of the NFL. No one's that far away, right? Houston gets the number one pick, gets C.J. Stroud. He's amazing. They could easily be in the playoffs next year. That's what's so awesome about the league. I just think other than Houston, I'm with you, Atlanta has the fewest plausible paths to to doing anything special this year. We went way too long. We're going to do this much faster when we actually have games to react to, but we want it to go longer for uh, every AFC team, every NFC team. We yep. put it in bets, Pony at FanDuel, myself over at Bet Rivers, and occasionally with each other on the side. Uh, we have a bet now, right? Fading Kyler Murray against the Vikings. We so gave, for, when, And so Friday morning, the next podcast that comes out will be a recap of the Bills and Rams game. Yes. And then we'll preview the other uh, 14 games that Sunday, Danny, which is yeah. going to be badass. Nine one o'clock Eastern noon Central games that Sunday. We have we have a, we have a nine slot for the for the Red Zone Channel. Um, That's my drug. Now that I now that I can't smoke pot anymore. Yeah, it's a great yeah. drug. What's amazing <laughs> is mixing them. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's a great time. That's All right, great. dude. Good All right, stuff. Buddy. I'll talk to you on the next pod. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 